Welcome to Scrollin' episode 86. I'm Ket. Joining me as always, Davius Starjumper. Hello, Davius. How's it going, man? It's going. It's going. How was your first um, Battlegrounds weekend event? Um, (laughs) uh, Starting off with the tough ones. Uh, Starting off with the tough questions here. (laughs) The real toughies. Now, you technically participated. That's we true, and night. I, I, uh, you know, I'll go on record to say that uh, I technically participated, and I, you know, miserable is a strong word, <laughs> but um, well, we'll talk more about that later on. Uh, right now, we have some public test server business to get into, um, so let's just dive right into that. We're going to be talking about public test server version eight point two point zero for the upcoming. Uh, Firesong DLC. This will be update 36. Uh, we're at, we're actually in week two of PTS now, so it's version 8.2.1, uh, but absolutely nothing of interest happened in week two whatsoever, so we're just going to be focused on week one. Uh, this will be the conclusion to the Legacy of the Bretons year-long adventure. Are you sad, Davius, to, to see the Legacy of the Bretons go? It's about time for the Nords. Time for another Nord. Yeah, time to <laughs> rotate back. We've, we've waited long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a year. <laughs> yeah. A year is long enough to get back to Nord, Nordtown. Anyway, this is going to be a typical Q4 release, so it's mostly going to be story-focused. There's going to be uh, a new zone to explore. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. I want to start off uh, by talking about the stuff that's being added to the base game. So the stuff that, uh, whether you buy the expansion or not, whether you have ESO uh, Plus or not, you're going to have access to this stuff. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is this new quality of life feature called uh, target markers. Uh, these seem these things seem really cool. It's like a new um, tool that uh, that we'll be able to use. I don't think it's going to be like game changing, like totally this changes everything, but it's just going to be a nice, handy uh, little thing to have. So what you can do is you can uh, aim your reticle at any target, either friendly or hostile, doesn't matter. Uh, on PC, you press and hold the tab key, and it brings up a special selection wheel. Uh, where you can choose from eight, one of eight different icons to place above that target's head. Uh, you can also apply it to yourself if you just like look at the ground or just don't look at a, another target. It'll it'll put it on yourself. Um, you can use it in all content, so that's that's PvP. You can use it in battlegrounds, Imperial City, Cyrodiil. Uh, you can use it in dungeons, trials, the Overland. Um, everyone in your group can can use the icons. Everyone can see the icons. Um, I tested this on the PTS. The, the icon does appear in the compass, which is really, really handy. Um, so I think this thing's really neat, man. I think I'm going to use this all the time. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty handy. It, you had said it and about potentially replacing an add-on we use, the Lights of Meridia, so we can kind of keep track of our team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a better version of this. Um, this actually, I'm actually kind of familiar with this type of system. I, I will say that the name that's not supposed to be said, but they had something very similar to this in WoW. And mm. uh, I back in those days, I'd used that a lot in PVE. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be helpful for PVE. But I I think me and you are going to use this quite a bit in PvP. Yeah, I could see it used in all sorts of things. I mean, obviously, like we're doing a battleground, you spot a healer. Just put a star over their head and say, hey, everybody, focus the person with the star over their head. That's the healer. Easy. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be really handy just to mark yourself. Like maybe you're not the group leader, but you maybe just like temporarily want to have focus just to lead the charge on something, and then that's all. Uh, a trial leader, 
like trying to take someone through a fight mechanic, you know, you can use these icons to like call out different phases like focus triangle. Okay. Circle, you know, or whatever. Yep. Um, that kind of stuff uh, would be really, really handy. I would like to see one little thing that I think would be the perfect cherry on top, which would be if you could go into your group menu and right click on a name and assign a, an icon from there. Uh, Cause you're not always near your teammates or, or your group mates. Um, so that'd be nice. Yeah, that is, that would be, that'd be a nice touch to it. Just an easier way to put it on there in case, you know, people are running around and you're trying to grab someone specific. Hey, what's up, Maddie? Welcome. So that's really neat. I think that's just, I think that's something that I, after a month or two, we're going to forget that that ever, there was ever a time that that wasn't in the game, right? Yeah. It's going to be going to be like a nice little thing. It's going to be one of those, it, it, I could very much see it being one of those quality of life things that, like you said, a month from now, we're going to be like, can you remember the game when it didn't have these? <laughs> like, uh, like jewelry crafting, mm -hmm. you know, there was a time when that wasn't a thing, you know, but now it is. Or you, know, or the, um, oh, I can't think of the name, but changing traits on armor. Oh yeah, transmog or uh, transmuting. Yeah. Transmuting. Thank you. I was oh, thinking yeah, transmog too. That's a too. good one. Transmuting is crazy to think about. The just run after run to get the gear that you needed. Good lord. It really is, man. The, these these this new school. They don't know how good they have it. <laughs> these these youngins. Uh, uh, like having to yeah do maelstrom arena a hundred times because you 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 already have the flame staff, but you need the sharpened flame staff. Oof. <laughs> you know. Oof. Oof. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, you'll also will also ha now have the ability to, uh, if you want to, to hide other people's pets in town. So this will be a menu option. I think by default it, it won't be enabled, but if you want to, uh, you can turn it on. And then when you're in towns or other high traffic areas, uh, you won't see any other players' followers. So no, uh, no pets, no assistants, no um, uh, companions, nothing. Um, that will not apply to your own followers. You will see them. And if you duel someone, then the, those combat pets will appear for the duel. Davis, does it make you sad that some people are not going to see your horde of bears? It does. Towns? I, I, this, this <laughs> change is going to make me sad. I put on all this work for bear claw and his, his army of bears and nobody's going to see him anymore. It will be disabled by default, you know, yeah. so some people will see it. I, I do get this for performance. I bet it does make a huge effect on performance, but I actually like the pets. Like I, I probably will not turn this on. I, I like the pets. I like seeing all the stuff to me. It's important that like towns or zones like look busy. Like I like that. I like to see that activity. I like to see all the, the busy. Like if I go to like a, a, I don't know, like some sort of expansion zone that nobody really goes to anymore. Like if you go to a zone or town and it's just dead, it, uh, I don't know. It like takes away from, it takes away from the game. In my opinion, it's, it's hard to hang out in those zones and, and, and see just nothing happening. That's a really good point. I didn't really think about that. Like if it might make things seem like really dead and dull, mm -hmm. I've, I've been thinking like, I'm going to turn this thing on right away. Cause I get annoyed by pets in like crafting areas and stuff like that. They kind of get in the way sometimes and you can't interact with the, the crafting station. I think I'm going to try turning it on, but, uh, I will keep an eye out for what you're saying. Maybe if it does start to seem dull or whatever, I may turn it back on. Um, people in the chat are saying this could, you know, definitely be a good, uh, have a good impact on people's performance if they're on lower NPCs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I can definitely see that being a nice option for that. It'll only be in those high traffic areas though. If you're out in the open world or if you're in a dungeon or something, uh, you're, you're, you'll see all that stuff in those places. Um, so that's a neat option. There's a bunch of housing QOL stuff. I didn't really pay attention, but there is a pretty long list. Any of that stand out to you, Davius? So, you know, I've, I haven't 
messed around with houses in a quite quite some time. I do like housing, but uh, I haven't I just haven't dove back into that. You know, has it, haven't hit that rotation piece in a while, so I haven't it hasn't come back around to me. But they did make some improvements. You know, the way we used to do it, where I kind of was decorating your home, they've made that mm-hmm. a lot better and a lot more. Uh, things like that, uh, but probably probably the highlight that uh, <laughs> is going to affect us the most is that we can now put the uh, guild hall in the guild message of the day. So there you go. You can make a link to the guild hall and the guild message day, oh, which is which is funny because nice. I feel like me and you used to think you could already do this. Like I could have sworn you could already done this way back in the day. We had that conversation, but. There is like a menu option somewhere to like designate where the guild hall is, but it doesn't take you there. And it is kind of weird that like you can have an official guild hall, but you still just have to know like, oh, it's you got to go to Carl's house. Yeah, like you just have to know. Like, (laughs) yeah, there's no label. So, you know, that's kind of cool that now you can actually kind of have a little bit more of a of a label for for the guild yeah hall. like an official spot like here click here for the guild hall that's I like that that's cool I didn't I did not catch that that's neat. Um, but yeah, I'm not really super into housing, so I just didn't pay close attention. But anyone who's interested, check out those PTS patch notes on the official forum. It's like a a whole page of just uh, housing related uh, quality of life stuff. I, I will give away the spoiler: they have not increased the items you can put in homes. That's that's the big one. Mm, that's that a I'm toughie. waiting for. That's the big one I'm waiting for. Need that one in housing. They need to double that. Yes, There's some houses absolutely. that are so big, like so incredibly big, and it's it's silly the the limit on those homes. Here's another new thing that I think is kind of neat: this new emperor scaling thing in Cyrodiil. Um, so um, whoever is emperor, their entire faction gets a an extra health bonus for as long as they're emperor. Um, so as of this update, that health bonus is going to be based on how many uh, of your alliance's home keeps you have under control. So each alliance has six home keeps in their corner of the map. Uh, so as long as you have control of all six home keeps, then you'll have the full health bonus. Uh, but for each one of those keeps that you lose control of, that health bonus will be reduced. And also the emperor passives that applies to the emperor themselves works the exact same way. Each keep that you lose uh, you become weaker and weaker and, and you're not as strong of an emperor as someone who goes to Cyrodiil like once a year. I think this is kind of cool. I like this. <laughs> this is going to be really awesome. That's actually kind yeah. of my thoughts on this. It seems like a good change. I like the, I don't know. It seems to make sense where you're tying it into the keeps. Like it seems like to be a cool idea. I just, I don't know if I'm in Cyrodiil enough to, to know the full effect of this change. Yeah, I just don't know if my opinion is really valid because I don't spend a ton of time in Cyrodiil. And when I do, the last thing on my mind is the map strategy. You know, I'm just trying to find fights, really. <laughs> hey, but we're uh, going on record. This is a good change for Cyrodiil. There you go. <laughs> awesome change. Awesome I like it. Change. <laughs> I do think it's neat. I think like flavor wise, like the role play aspect of it, like you call yourself an emperor. You can't even control your your own territory. You know, yeah, like you don't deserve all sense. this power. I kind of like that. I also like that it will it will incentivize a different map strategy. Like we don't do a lot of Cyrodiil, but something I do know about Cyrodiil is it's 24-7 ring around the rosy in that center ring of keeps because uh, that's how you become emperor. Yeah. Uh, so it's constantly just everything's right in that center ring. This will incentivize people to go maybe deeper into enemy territory, weaken their forces, weaken the emperor, uh, maybe have a better chance of, of turning the tide. 
Um, so I kind of like the idea, even if it doesn't actually result in having that effect long term, it's a it's kind of a step in that direction. And it's a I could see them kind of going further in that direction and shaking up the map strategy a little bit more. I like it. I think it's a cool idea. There are now armory stations in PvP zones, just kind of a neat little QOL thing um, yeah. for PvP people. Um, there's these new customized action things. It's like a new cosmetic kind of thing. Um, it's basically alternate animations for like certain actions that you can take. There's only three of them right now. There's a special one for porting to a way shrine, which it's actually just the exact same animation, but it's green. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Um, and there's one for harvesting wood and another one for harvesting plants, uh, which neither of those were really too dazzling either. I didn't yeah. think when they, they demonstrated I, those, I kind of liked the idea when they, when they kind of announced this, like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like maybe it's, you know, kind of how me and you both really like the personality. So you can get for your characters. I was thinking like, Oh, maybe this is something that could make it a little bit more unique for a character. But the more I started thinking about it, like, the way shrine port is really the only animation that like came to mind and just the different colors kind of disappointing, but I don't know if there's enough animations, like different animations that I would think yeah, about. That was that my I'm thought. Like, it's like how many of these could there be really? Cause the, like the combat animations aren't going to be changed with this stuff. You know, it's going to be stuff like opening a door or looting a chest, you know, or we already have emotes that covers a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't see that they they'd be are going to be able to take this idea terribly far. Uh, I think it's just going to be like loot box fodder. I think is what it's going to be. Yeah. Just like junk that you don't want from loot boxes, pretty much. And there's some combat and balance or combat and ability changes. Uh, Templars are getting their uh, quarterly nerf. Um, <laughs> come on, come on, Templar! <laughs> Time for your quarterly nerf. Yeah. Yeah. Take it down. Take it down. The backlash ability, that's the base ability for power of the light and purifying light. Um, the, so they've kind of reworked this ability a little bit. So the, the final hit now deals a guaranteed amount of damage based on your highest offensive stats. So it's truly hybridized now. Um, that was like the one, for, for, for some weird reason, this was like the one ability that was excluded from the whole hybridization thing. Um, I don't know why that was, but now it's hybridized like everything else. Um, so the damage of the second hit is going to deal 10% more damage than the initial hit, but then that can be increased by up to 200% based on how much damage you do while it's active, which is six seconds. So it works similarly to how it already does. I think they're just kind of figuring the math a little bit differently. They do say that the potency should be similar to the live version if you get that full 200% bonus. Um, but they've changed it so that it now takes more overall damage to reach that full 200% bonus. And it can only be applied to one target at a time. The developer comment says, F*** Templar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just, they, you know, they just need to come out and say like, hey, this is not, this is not the expansion. This is not the year of the Templar. It's not the, it's not the time for Templar. Oh man, it's just like, you know, all the nails are already in the coffin, you know, yeah. it's like, we just keep, we just keep piling on nails. It's hilarious. Actually, the real developer comment, they did make a comment. They said they wanted to make the damage from this ability less reliable in PVP. <laughs> Which is just a, 
What a burn. <laughs> I mean, we want to make you less reliable in PvP. Like, wow. We thought the damage from this ability was too reliable in PvP. <laughs> yeah, like, what the? Jeez. Which is, ugh, it's hilarious. You don't see a lot of Templars overperforming these days. The handful of actual decent Templars you do see out there, this certainly isn't the ability carrying them. Nope. You know, like, not at all. <laughs> Uh, funny, funny change to make. So I think for PVE, it's probably a non-issue. I think any PVE build that's halfway decent is probably going to be hitting that maximum bonus no matter what. Yeah. For PVP though, like as it is right now, I rarely hit the, the damage cap of this ability. You're, you know, you're oftentimes not like just DPSing someone for six seconds straight. You have to kind of dodge and run around a corner and block and heal and do different yeah. things. So it's kind of hard to hit that cap already. Now I'm probably never going to hit that cap. So I'm just going to, in general, be getting less damage yeah. out of this ability. And, you know, Jabs was just nerfed. Burning Light was just nerfed. Uh, Templar, Stamplar in particular yeah, is not looking that's good. The, that's the key to it. Because, you know, like we've seen it. You know, the 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 Beamplar, the Jesus Beam and MBGs. They're good. It's good and it's effective. But uh, now this, you know, this is kind of, this works really well as kind of the stamina, I don't want to say execute, but it's that extra pop, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. that the Stamplars use. And now it's just, they're basically come out and saying, use the beam or nothing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, I haven't tried this myself. I mean, I've played the beam plar and it, that's really good and a lot of fun, but I have not tried playing uh, a ranged like bow plar mm -hmm. but i i have seen a number of them doing really well they're actually using snipe as their spammable and they're using the jesus beam for their execute and they're actually doing really well yeah they're kind of forcing they're kind of forcing the hand at this point yeah it's like play it play at range is kind of the way to go uh, but i have seen some good bow plars out there doing exactly that snipe and beam is pretty much the offense i'm sure they are using power of the light as well um so, I mean, by itself, if, if this was all that they were doing, be like, okay, a little bit of a nerf to Power of the Light, but Templars would be fine. But on top of all the other nerfs they recently got, it's just like, man, when's enough enough? Yeah. Uh, and on the complete opposite end <laughs> of the spectrum, uh, Wardens, man, the absolute darlings of this patch. Am I right? My oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, so the advanced species passive, this will be what the third or fourth iteration of this passive. Yeah. They've been changing this one up a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, now it's going to increase your critical damage done by 3% per animal companion ability slotted, uh, rather than giving you that 990 penetration that it, that it had been giving you. Uh, the devs say this should end up being a buff for Magicka Wardens and a nerf for Stamina Wardens. I think in PvE, either way, it's probably going to be a buff for just about any Warden. I don't know. In in PvP, I feel like it's just kind of like a lateral move. It kind of depends on the build, you know? Yeah. Like one, one passive seems about as good as the other, really, in, in the general scheme. But this next one, a little different. Uh, the Piercing <laughs> Cold passive. This thing is just ridiculous, man. Uh, the piercing cold passive no longer increases your magic and frost damage by 10%. Uh, instead, it increases all damage done by 2%, or it increases all damage done by 10% if you're wielding a frost staff. Uh, that's kind of a weird one. The developers say wardens have uh, a lot of, I'm kind of paraphrasing, wardens have a lot of non-frost damage. Yeah, they have mostly magic damage, actually. 
Uh, <laughs> wardens have a lot of non-frost damage, so they wanted this passive to focus on um, all damage done uh, while still encouraging them to use a frost staff. I really don't like the idea of tying a specific weapon to a class, and this makes it seem like if you're a warden, you really kind of need to use a frost staff now. What's up, Dr. Professor? Thanks for joining us, man. we got a full chat. Thank you, everyone, for being wow, here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Um, I also am not a big fan of shoehorning Magdans as the Frost Mage in this game. I really don't think, like, most of their damage, like I was saying, they're like, they use nature magic. You know, they're like hippie nature mages is what they are. And, like, Frost, like, ice is one of the things found in nature that they use, mostly for tanking purposes. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not a Frost Mage. Like, Dragon Knights are absolutely a Fire Mage, right? But, fr like, Wardens are not Frost Mages. I, I am legit curious if you could somehow make a stamina ranged warden that uses a frost staff on the front bar and just make that work oh, for yeah. a ten ten percent damage bonus. Oh yeah, use yeah totally. You could use silver shards or yeah. There's a number of spambles you could use. Um, it's just some quick kind of number comparisons here. So you know, of course, uh, the lightning staff increases your AOE damage by 10%, uh, and a flame staff increases your single target damage by 10%. Uh, and in either case, you'll also get that extra 2% to all damage done from this piercing cold passive, right? Uh, yeah. Or you can equip a frost staff for 10% to all damage done, <laughs> plus you get Plus you get the really nice defensive bonuses from the frost staff, right? You get 36% block cost reduction, uh, you get 20% block extra block mitigation. I mean, that's really, really nice. Plus block costs Magicka now, which yeah. can be really handy uh, depending on the build. So you're getting all these defensive, you know, bonuses on top of being really tanky already as a warden, plus 10% bonus to all damage done all the time. Um, it's just so much. You're getting so, so much out of that. Yeah. I just, I just don't like it. I, I, you know, like, Kind of what you you said. It's just I feel like every single warden is going to be using frost staff now. Like you're just they're all yeah. going to have a frost staff on, whether in they PvP, actually need it or not. In PvP, at least required, man. Because yeah. how can you give up all those defensive bonuses and ten percent bonus to all damage done? It's just like win win all around. Like any other class, if you choose a frost staff, you're choosing those extra defensive bonuses and you're giving up damage, and that's the choice you're making there. Yeah, I honestly wish they would just make the passive like a, a 5%. If they want to make it this, you know, give damage to all types of stuff, just just make it like a 5%, increases all damage by 5%. Like get rid of this specific frost F thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like, I mean, are Nightblade's going to get 12% extra damage when they have a bow equipped or, or daggers <laughs> yeah, or that, whatever? Is that the way we're know. going down? Like extra quick crit with daggers? or Yeah, it's just, I don't like that. Yeah. Um. But regardless whether you like it or not, that is a huge buff to Wardens. Uh, for anyone who does elect to use a Frost Staff, they're going to be yeah. unstoppable, I think. Um, Arctic Blast. Uh, <laughs> it's not good enough yet. It's just not good enough yet. Uh, they removed the target cap from the damage since the damage is no longer tied to stunning enemies. Thank goodness. Poor Arctic Blast. Yeah. This ability has just been struggling so much. You know, there's, there's not enough people using it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's really no big deal. I don't think anyone is even going to notice that, but it's just funny that they're like, you know what? It's just still not good enough. 
So that's pretty much it for Wardens. Uh, resolving Vigor is getting nerfed by 10%. So 10% nerf to Vigor. I think yeah. any nerf to survivability, I welcome at this yeah, point. I, yeah, I was going to kind of say on that, is that. I don't know if it makes sense. I'm bummed about this for my builds because most of my builds use Vigor, but I do think this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I, really, it doesn't matter if it's Vigor or what it is. Just anything that makes people easier to kill, do it. Please yeah. do it. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the Occult Overload uh, Champion Point Star. This thing, uh, I've seen people talk about this thing on on the forums quite a bit. We don't play a lot of PvP, or I'm sorry, we, we do play a lot of <laughs> PvP. We don't play a lot of we don't play a lot of Champion Point PvP, yeah. so we don't run into this all that often. But I do see people talk about it a lot. Um, Occult Overload. As a reminder, what this Champion Point does is whenever you kill an enemy uh, who is under the effect of a of a status effect. Uh, they violently explode for a total of 12,800 oblivion damage. If you have all five stages of the, the champion point, um, 12,800 oblivion damage to all enemies within four meter, within a four meter radius. So, um, it's like a miniature vicious death is basically what it is. And, uh, 12,800 oblivion damage sounds like a moderate amount of damage, but it's actually a ton of damage because you are going to take every single point of that damage. Uh, oblivion damage cannot be mitigated by anything, not by battle spirit, not by blocking, not by mist form. If it hits you, you're going, you're going to have 12,800 damage on your death recap, no matter what. Uh, so it's actually a lot of damage. Um, it's really, really strong. So they've reduced that damage down to 5,185. If you have all five stages, it's actually still a decent amount of damage considering that it's oblivion damage, you know, yeah. like you're going to take all of that. Yeah. Yeah, the, it seems, you know, and like you said, we don't really play a lot of CP PvP, but that 12,800 seems like it was just way too much. Outrageous. And especially, you know, people who are using that also have vicious death and oh, other yeah, things bomb like builds that. were probably you know? just taking this to the extreme. Oh, yeah. Um, so it seems good. Yeah, it's not something we really encounter in Battlegrounds, but just on paper, that seems like, yeah, that probably needed to happen, this nerf here. Um, it also now applies a random status effect to any enemy that it hits. Uh, it has a one second cooldown to prevent cascading effects. They say uh, there's no more target cap. Uh, the devs say it was OP. It's my own paraphrase. <laughs> I mean, it was they, they had like a whole paragraph, but basically it was it was, it, too, it was too good. That's what they yeah. were getting. So that's kind of all the base game stuff I wanted to go over. Let's get into the actual content, the DLC pack. So uh, it's basically just a new zone. Uh, it's called Galen and Ifalon. Is it two zones? I I'm confused. I think it's just one zone. Like you, I, I logged onto the PTS and I pulled up the, the spot on the map okay. and it, there's just one single island that I see with my eyes. And in the upper left-hand corner, it says Galen and Diffalon. Maybe it's <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, it's like volcanoes are a big thing. Maybe it's the name of like two different volcanoes in, on the island or something. Maybe so. I mean, I'm guessing as we play through the story, that gonna, will all be revealed. Yeah, it'll make more sense. Scrolling podcast at gmail.com. What's up with Galen and Ifalon? <laughs> we, need, we need answers. We need the deets. Um. So it's a typical Q4. It's mostly about that zone. There's going to be quests. Uh, there's some delves, world bosses, uh, volcanic vents. They brought back the wandering world boss. There's going to be one of those. Uh, there are no public dungeons and there is no arena. We were kind of hoping for an arena, but no dice. 
That hurts. It's a little bit of a sting. Yeah. It's okay. Not surprised, but disappointed still. So I'll say this. Yeah, the the kind of the bummer to the no arena is that I kind of think, you know, kind of what I was saying earlier, like there's just certain zones that die over time. Mm-hmm. And with this zone, it has no arena. Uh, you know, it it it's already, you know, there's kind of lesser items for this expansion. Like what is this zone going to be two years down the road? Like, is there going to be a single person in this zone down the road? Like, I bet you're totally right. Probably not. Like what's going to like the wandering world boss. Is that what's going to bring you back? What's the draw? And so, I don't know, stuff like that just kind of bums me out. Like you, you, like for these tiny little, you know, uh, Q4 zones, it's cool if you have got something that kind of brings you back to them. But if you got nothing, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like Merck Meyer has, um, uh, Black Rose Prison mm-hmm. Arena, you yep. know, and people do that all the time. And Merkmeyer is a cool place. You know, it's a cool to have a reason to go there once in a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know we've said it a hundred times. I mean, I hope this next year, this next year's worth of content is um, a little, a little spicier. It's gonna you know be. I mean? It's gonna be real spicy. We're not talking. Yeah. We're not talking mild. We're talking the the full in. Uh, ghost pepper. Ghost pepper. Right? Uh, or whatever. I don't know. What's a, what's a really hot pepper? That's a, that's a hot one, right? Yeah, I think that one's hot. I wouldn't eat it. Hell no. Sometimes. I don't, I, I don't like like painfully hot stuff. I like spicy, no. but not painfully oh, hot. I can't even do way. spicy. I'm just a big old sissy. Like mild. Really? <laughs> sometimes mild's got a little bit of a kick. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes. Uh, we're getting off track. <laughs> um, you can earn collectibles, dies, achievements, titles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a new Tales of Tribute deck, the Druid King. Davius, what's the scoop? Is it Druid King meta? What's what's up? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played Tales of Tribute. Maybe like the first two weeks I played it and was like, wow, this is really detailed and intense. And I don't think I've played it since. Because here's they, the thing. I told you this back when it happened. When I log into ESO, I want to play ESO. I don't want to play a card yeah, game. <laughs> right. You want to play a card game, you just pull up your phone. Exactly. Right? I'll just download an app that's a card game. I, it just, yeah. They kind of, they made this new deck like a kind of a featured bullet point, you know, when they're kind of listing all the features of the content. So they're really pushing this deck as, you know, this is cool how you idea. get your money's I worth mean, here. Seems like a cool idea. I may collect I it like the idea. Point. I like the idea of adding new decks to different DLCs and stuff like that, but I, I don't like that to be like the one of the tentpole features of the release, you know. Um, but that's kind of, it seems like kind of what they're trying to make. Here's it. the thing. When they release the deck that is just called the Nords, then you'll get me. Then you're going to get me. That's going to be the okay. time. All right. I will get that Listen, deck. <laughs> listening Zoss, you want Davius's money. <laughs> you want me Here in that is. Tales of Tribute. I need the Nord deck. Um... Well, there's an episode idea. I need the Nord deck. <laughs> I was about to tell you, please be careful with the audio <laughs> through this section. Please make sure you make it crystal clear. That's really going to avoid a lot of interesting emails that we will receive. Okay. And there's a bunch of new armor sets. So let's talk about those. And I think we're actually going to change it up. We usually just kind of pick a couple of favorites, but uh, I think to me, this is kind of the highlight of the patch. They have a pretty good uh, collection of sets here. Not everyone's a banger. They can't all be bangers, but there's some good ones here. So I think we're just going to go through them all. Uh, We'll try to move through it fairly quick. So let's start with the Overland sets. Uh, First one is called Back Alley Gourmand. It's a light armor set. 
I, I looked up the word gourmand because I wasn't sure. It's a person who enjoys eating and often eats too much. They're, they're a foodie. There you go. Back alley, back alley foodie. What are they eating back there? Stop wow. asking so many questions. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Um, light armor set. It gives you a line of crit chance, another line of crit chance, a line of weapon and spell damage, and then the five piece. While you have a food buff active, your critical damage and critical healing is increased by 13%. Um, that seems pretty juicy, actually. As a yeah. kind of a basis for comparison, the Shadow Moon just gives you 11% critical damage and critical healing. So it's yeah. slightly more powerful than a Moondus Stone, which seems about like what an Overland set should be. Yeah. Right? And I like the idea of, of uh, stacking those two. You know, if you're going to throw this set on mm-hmm. there, throw the Shadow Moondus on there as well. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I was thinking like a Khajiit Templar or a Khajiit Nightblade you know, wearing medium armor. I mean, you could really get things going. Use like Griffin's ferocity for the minor force. Yeah. Yeah. You could really get that crit cranking with this thing. Uh, And I like that. It's just, all you have to do is have food active. Yeah. That's nice. It is worth pointing out. It can't be a drink buff. So dubious Cameron throne won't work, which mother's potent brew isn't going to work. Got to go to those sugar skulls. That's what you got. Sugar skulls. Yep. Sugar skulls works. And all my characters, that's what they use. Um, So, there's a possibility this could end up on my Nightblade, perhaps. I'm not totally sure, but um, it definitely would work well on him, I know. Yeah. So that's a pretty good one. Uh, this next one is a very good one. Phoenix Moth Therge. T-H-E-U-R-G-E. Therge. Medium armor set. Uh, it gives you a line of stamina recovery, another line of stamina recovery, and a line of maximum stamina. Uh, and then the five piece, healing yourself or an ally, grants the target... Minor courage and minor force for ten seconds with a twelve second cooldown per target. So you have you'll have two seconds of downtime, which is no big deal. I really like this one. I, I think that it's gonna be really popular for just you know, for characters just to throw it on. I think that it's very e- you know, just heal yourself, so you're just gonna throw it on. It's a very easy self buff. But I actually really like the idea of throwing it on the team like a healer for the team. And then yeah, yeah. just let them worry about it. But I, I, I think it's going to be much more popular for just characters thrown on themselves and they'll be able to get the buffs on themselves. Yeah, maybe, but I'm not so sure. You know, my first thought was like, oh, this is going on my Stamblade cat face. I was yep. thinking maybe it would replace um, Griffin's Ferocity because Griffin's Ferocity gives me uh, minor expedition and minor force. This one gives me minor courage and minor force. So it would just be more damage. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, uh, the two through four piece bonus kind of uh, makes me pause there because it gives me two lines of stamina recovery. And on my stam blade, if there's anything he has plenty of, it's stamina recovery. He has a lot of stamina recovery. Um, and the Griffin's two through four piece bonus is all offensive, which is much more useful. Um, so I feel like I'm actually giving up more than I'm gaining if I make that trade because of those two through four piece bonuses. So that makes me think this is actually better suited for a support build, actually, because they actually will make better use of that recovery. Kind of how I'm thinking of it, but I don't know. I was thinking maybe of uh, dusting off my um, my Stamden Hambone, make a oh, like a stamina support. Alone. This would be a great time for him, you know. I it mean, really it's hybridization. Uh, Wretched exists. I've always wanted to make a a stamina ward and healer, and it just seems like now is absolutely would have to be the time with Wretched Vitality existing and. Maybe yeah. throw this set on him so we, he would still have some offensive firepower too. I, I really seriously might do that. Yeah, this would be a great set. 
I've even thought about pairing this with, uh, you know, the the classic, the uh, um, spell power cure, because then you're getting minor and major yeah. courage uh, with the force, and you're just throwing that on a healer, and that's a nice little setup. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's a good set. That's a solid yeah. set. That's one that's just like, like that's just two back to back solid sets. Like they're not going to break the game. They're just good solid sets for like the for the right build. You know, it's a great set. Yeah, spe- like specific builds. Not every build, but specific builds will find a way. Yeah, it's not like so good that everyone has to use it. It's just like if this is the right set for your build, then it's a great set. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. Uh, the next one is a heavy armor set, Bastion, Bastion of Droif. Droif. D R A O I F E. Bastion of Droif. Dr- <laughs> it sounds like we're trying to do an accent. Droif. Yeah. <laughs> so these are like uh, uh druid words, right? Like druidy words. That would be my guess. I think you're right on that. So it gives you a line of max stamina, max health, max stamina. The five piece blocking an attack grants you a stack of inflection for 10 seconds, uh, up to three stacks max. And then each stack increases your stamina and magicka recovery by 106. So that would be 318 total. So this is a sustain set, so it's got to pass the wretched test. It's got to beat wretched test. vitality. Uh, so let's just compare the five-piece bonuses. This set, if you have all the stacks, is 318, stamina and magicka recovery. Wretched vitality, when it procs, you have 390, uh, stamina and magicka recovery. So slightly more and a much easier proc condition, a much easier yeah. uptime, right? You're not having to block. You're not having to maintain these stacks. Yeah. So wretched just wins easily. Uh, it's also a crafted set, so you can make it in heavy if you want to. Also, this set's two through four piece bonuses aren't great. I don't think max stats are actually very valuable these days. I feel like most builds, or at least most of my builds, have an overabundance of max stats, whereas Wretched is actually giving me yet more recovery and damage for the two through four piece bonuses. Yeah. So Wretched just wins all around. Yeah. So they can't all be winners. You know, I was thinking about this. They they add like 60 sets a year to this game. You know, so like they can't all be bangers. They gotta have there's there's gotta be a filler set in there. They gotta once in have a while. some fillers. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the Overland sets. Let's talk about the crafted sets. The first one is called Chimera's Rebuke. Cool name. Uh you get a line of max magica, max health, and max stamina. So you just get a tri-stat there. And then the five piece gaining resources from a fully charged heavy attack also restores 2363 of the gained resource to the three allies nearest your target. That's kind of a weird one. What do you think about this, Davius? I was, my first thought was like, maybe you would use this on your Magplar healer. Have, what do you think about that? I, I can see that. I just, I don't know. It, I, I, that's what I, when I saw the set, that's what I thought about too is all right. Like he, he uses the, um, um, the healing light attack, the uh, Sigic Order ability where his light attacks actually heal. And so he can do heavy attacks on the team. Mend wounds, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I think you're right. And um, and it's actually quite a bit of heavy attacks because your teammates are always taking hits, and so you can always throw a heavy attack on them. And mm-hmm. so it seems good. I just, I don't know. It, it's so, I feel like that most players, when you're on a team, are probably going to have their own sustain figured out. So it really seems like it would only be really beneficial if you've really got a planned out team. Like, okay, team, like I'm going to take care of your sustain. You, you know, the rest of the team can kind of 
shy away from sustain. Cause I feel like if, if you're just hopping into a, a BG with a group and, and they're not set up to where this is going to be the sustain, I don't know if it's going to be that, you know, that helpful for them in, in a PVP uh, or a BG. Yeah. I mean, it seems like potentially like a lot of sustain that you could be giving people, but I do think sustain is very easy these days to just sustain on your own, especially with yeah. hybridization. Your resources are being split between two pools these days, so you can get away with a lot less sustain than you used to. Mm -hmm. uh, also, keep in mind that it's not just doing a heavy attack. You have to gain resources from a fully yeah. charged heavy attack. So you actually have to be missing. You can't just sit here and spam this thing, right? You actually right. have to be missing Magicka or Stamina uh, yeah, that's uh, a good to point. do it. So. It's a neat idea. I just don't see it getting used a lot, really. Yeah. Not not in this meta. Maybe in some future meta. You know, things are always evolving and changing. Next crafted set is called Old Growth Brewer. Gives you uh, stamina recovery, magical recovery, and health recovery. So the last one gave us triple max stats. This one gives us triple recovery uh, for the two through four. Uh, and then the five piece, after drinking a potion, you gain 245 stam uh, magicka stamina and health recovery. For 45 seconds. And 45 seconds is the duration of a potion if you have your medicinal use passive. So, okay, it's another sustain set, right? So we got to give it the yep. wretched test. So let's compare the entire set. This this entire set, Old Growth Brewer, the two through four and the five piece, everything combined. Basically what this set is, is 374 uh, Magicka, Stamina, and Health Recovery. Wretched Vitality, that entire set added up is 519 Magicka and Stamina Recovery and 129 Weapon and Spell Damage. So you don't get the health, reco the health recovery, right? 374 Magicka, Stamina, Health Recovery versus 519 just Magicka and Stamina Recovery. That health recovery gets cut in half in PvP. Uh, I think most people are probably not going to care about that health recovery. They'd probably just rather have the extra Magicka and Stamina Recovery. Not to mention the fact that Wretched gives you that 129 weapon and spell damage that's going to apply to your heals, so it's going to have a similar effect to your survivability that that, that that health recovery would have. So no reason not to use Wretched yet again. You know, it yeah. fails the Wretched test. I would even compare this one to, you know, I'll throw an old set out here, uh, Eternal Vigor. Hmm, haven't thought about that one in a while. Yeah, uh, you know, Eternal Vigor is, and just to kind of reminder of that one, is it's it's 337 stamina magic recovery while your health's above 50%, and then you get 1,011 health recovery while your health is below 50%. Mm. And then with that two through four, you're getting 466 uh, health and or magicka and stamina recovery, and then obviously, you know, in a BG, that 1,011 is going to get reduced, but... It would still be, you know, somewhere around 600, 5, 550, 600 health recovery below 50%. Uh, and I even yeah. think that that is more feasible than this number. So I, I agree with you. I think that the, the recovery is a little too low. It's nice that it's just a potion, so it's 100% uptime, you know, really without even thinking. But um, it doesn't seem like enough. Not quite enough. Also, another one to compare to is Amberplasm, that five-piece bonus gives you the exact same thing as this five-piece bonus, 245 of all three recoveries, except there's no proc. It's just active all the time. Well, that's confusing. <laughs> I know. And then the the two through four on that set are all like offensive. I think it's like max magicka, crit, and weapon and spell damage, I think it is. Um, I actually really like amberplasm, but 
Yeah, Old Growth Brewer, that's another one that seems like it would be good if better sets didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of it, but it just seems like it's not enough. Like it's it's for it being a new set and a new crafted set, like you're going to have to you're going to have to go out and craft this thing, but it's, you know, you've got these old sets in the bank like what, you know, I'm not I don't want to yeah. go craft this new one. I'll just use one of the older sets that is either equivalent or better. So we're 0 for 2 on the crafted sets. Let's look at the <laughs> third one. Uh, Claw of the Forest Wraith. So this one gives you a line of crit chance, a line of weapon and spell damage, another line of crit chance. Uh, and then the five-piece bonus is 2,037 crit chance to your class abilities. So uh, basically what this is is a crit version of Innate Axiom is exactly what this is. I'll, I'll do a little bit of comparing here. So that 2037 crit chance equates to about 9.4% uh, crit chance. Um, if we compare that to Mother's Sorrow, that gives the five-piece bonus of that gives us about a 7% crit chance to all abilities. Um, so the difference between those two is about 33%. Um, so then let's, let's, um, compare innate axiom to Juliano's innate axiom gives us 400 weapon and spell damage to our class abilities. Juliano's gives us 300 to all abilities to all damage. And those are also right at about a 33% difference. Um, so I think that's the way to think of this yeah. set. It's balanced exactly like innate axiom. Um, it's just a crit version instead of straight damage. Yeah. And they're both crafted sets and they might even go well together on the right build. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is you, you put both those sets together on like a, uh, a Templar. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got something going. Yeah. Um, I know not too long ago, uh, shout out to Dr. Professor. He was using innate axiom on a Magblade PVP build that seemed to be, uh, working pretty well for him and, and Nightblades, you know, they benefit big time from crit. So yeah. that might not be a bad setup right there. Um, so, you know, kind of like innate axiom, it's not the best set, not the worst set, you know, it's yeah. just kind of a decent set for the right build. Not too bad. So that's all the crafted sets. Now let's get into the real fun stuff. These mythic items are just like a wacky, wacky time. Uh, this first one is called <laughs> Fawn's Lark Cladding. First of all, a plus on the name, uh, F A U N kind of Fawn, Fawn's Lark Cladding. Uh, it's a medium chess piece. If you continuously sprint for one second, you gain the ability to pass through enemies. Uh, enemies you pass through become charmed for four seconds, removing their ability to attack or cast abilities as they move towards you. Charming, uh, charming, 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 <laughs> charming an enemy this way. <laughs> That's what it is. Charming an enemy. <laughs> Charming an enemy this way restores 678 stamina, magicka, and health, uh, and also charming an enemy uh, removes you from stealth. What do you think about this charmed effect, man? This thing is weird. I, I think it's really cool what they're doing here, like the creativity behind this. I think that they got really creative. They came up with this charming mm -hmm. ability. But if I'm being honest, I'm a little worried about this one. It's oh, I think it, we're all a little nervous about yeah, it for sure. It, it, anything that doesn't follow the regular, you know, CC rules, uh, I've got concern. I just I don't know. I'm getting dark convergence vibes from this set, and it's making me yeah. it's making me a little bit nervous. I think it's definitely there's a lot of potential for abuse on this thing. I really like the idea. I like introducing this new mechanic to the yeah. game they're spicing things up uh charmed it's a neat idea 
it, you, you said it though. It, it needs to count as crowd control because it, it's exactly what it is. It is crowd control. It needs yeah. to count as hard CC. If you get charmed, then, then you have CC immunity for five seconds is how it should be. Uh, I don't think that's how it is right now. Yeah, it doesn't uh, seem that way. I have provided that feedback. So maybe someone somewhere <laughs> will see that. There we go. Uh, so I think is if they do that, then this is a really cool, really yeah. interesting, neat thing that I can't wait to have fun with. And I think it's going to be just wacky to see people running around using this thing. Yeah. I just, anytime they've done anything that's broken the CC rules, it's not gone well. And so there's always concern if they come up with another thing that doesn't follow the regular rules there. Yeah. I don't think they're really counting it as CC. So Dr. Professor is asking, uh, it says you can't attack in your direction. So if you run through someone and your team is behind you, they won't be able to fire off attacks at all. Um, yeah, well, I think, um, I think you ha they have to be specifically targeting you. I think you, they, you have to have like that red outline around you. You know, I think that's how it works. If you, if someone runs through you and charms you, and then if you target that person, as long as you are targeting them and they have that red outline around them, you know, I think that's when charm has its effect and you're not, you're not able to cast abilities or anything. I think as long as you just look away from them, you can do whatever you want. That's why it's kind of such a neat idea. It's like a self-applied crowd control, right? You're, yeah. you're going to, you're absolutely going to like run away from that person, you know, as a result of being charmed. It's a really neat idea. It just needs to be crowd control. Yeah. Also, how does this work in a PvE sense? There's no way this could work against bosses. So it's, and I don't know. It's just, it's a weird. Yeah, we'll say bosses don't get, uh, like they don't, uh, CC doesn't apply to them either. So like yeah. yet another, you know, example. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. I like the creativity, a little concerned about the way it stands right now. Yeah. I think. Exactly. It's a really, really neat idea. If they don't do, if they don't consider this a form of hard CC, I think there's going to be some real problems, Abuse. but it might be fun. <laughs> it might be fun to just kind of see it happen. You know, it won't last long if, uh, if it does go live that way. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to just kind of let it be broken for a little while. I kind of, I've kind of gotten to a point where I don't mind when stuff's just broken for a little while. I know it's not going to be forever. You know, let's just have our wacky fun with it for now. And then sure, sure. we'll do something else in a couple of months. Kind of how I feel about it. Um, next mythic item is called Stormweaver's Cavort. I really like that word, Cavort. <laughs> Start working that into your daily vocabulary. Yeah, I need to go get my Cavort from the dry cleaners. <laughs> uh it's a light armor pair of legs. It gives you 300 Magicka recovery. Uh, get, get a load of this thing. This thing is, is wild. So sprint, roll dodge, bash, break free, sneak, and block. Now consume Magicka instead of stamina. Uh, you cannot regain Magicka while blocking, sneaking, or sprinting. Uh, you can gain stamina while blocking, sneaking, or sprinting. So just flip-flops your, your relationship with your two resource Wacky. pools. Yeah, Wacky. just turns everything upside down. Um, I love this thing. This is probably my favorite thing of the whole lineup, I think. Uh, it's a, just a really neat idea. Yeah, I would agree. It's mine too. I don't know if it's actually good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just neat. That's. I just think it's neat. Uh, the, my, my problem with it is that other mythic items actually make me more powerful. This isn't making me any more powerful, right? It's just flip-flopping how my resources work. I Yeah, I would agree with you. The only thing I can think is, is there some way 
that if you put this on just a heavy hitting stamina tune, is it going to make the, it like, will it make them more powerful in a, in a sustained sense? I could see that. I could absolutely see just like a pure stamina, like a, like a pure Stamplar. Like Stamplars can, uh, they can go like a hundred percent stamina yeah. on their skill bars pretty easily. Uh, so like, yeah, let's say you're a pure Stamplar and you're wearing this mythic item. Um, so now all your core combat abilities, um, blocking, dodging, sprinting, all of that stuff that just comes out of your Magicka pool. And that's the only thing your Magicka pool does. It's basically the inverse of a classic Magicka build, right? <clears throat> that's yep. how it is for Magicka builds is like stamina. That's all it's for is all that stuff. Um, but the difference is um, stamina abilities are balanced to account for the fact that the uh, stamina typically is used for sprinting and dodging and all of that. So uh, stamina abilities across the board cost 15% less than Magicka abilities. Like a stamina spammable costs 15% less than a Magicka spammable um, as, a, as a balancing factor. So if you're using this and all of those core combat abilities now cost Magicka, but your stamina abilities still get that 15% you know, yeah. balancing factor there, you know, there could be something there. There might yeah, be something maybe there. there's something there. I also want to play around with this on like a roly poly mag sork. I feel like that could be fun where like, it's just the only thing that freaking uh stamina pool is for is dark deal or dark conversions. <laughs> and that's all it does. And you could just like stack nothing but damage and just do dark conversions all day long to, to get your magic back there. There might be something there too. Uh, but I don't know. I haven't tested it out, but I definitely am going to like farm that thing and just play around with it and see what happens. I think it's really neat. And then the last mythic item is a heavy belt. It's called Cirabane's Ward. Um, you cannot move while bracing. Bracing just means holding the block button. You cannot move while bracing. Uh, while bracing, you create a 12-meter zone of protection, and allies within the zone increase their block mitigation by 30% and their health recovery by 950. Uh, the dev comment points out that um, that only applies to your allies, so it does not apply to the person wearing the mythic item. And they also warn to be careful with the shield wall ultimate because you're technically blocking throughout that duration, so you'll be stuck in place that whole time. This one probably seems the least interesting. I actually have seen some people express concern thinking this is way, way too strong, but I think I'm going to have to see it in action. It seems like it's maybe... I mean, definitely the people standing inside that area... They could potentially be extremely tanky, certainly, but that 12 meter area, I'm assuming that's centered on the person wearing it, which means that's a six meter radius from where they're standing. It's not a very big area, I don't think. I mean, they're going to have to stay like stacked on top of each other to really benefit from it. Yeah. I just, my thing is, is I, I, I want to see how noticeable it is that the person that's doing it. Like, are you going to be able to go, oh, that's the person? Or are they going to blend in with the rest of the group and you're not going to know who? is not getting the buff. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you, problems. if you see someone standing, holding block and doing nothing else and not moving, yeah. that might be it, but it might be hard to tell if everyone in the group is sitting, sitting yeah, there holding the block on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a weird one. I think you would probably need to be pretty fairly coordinated unless yeah. that area is just bigger than I'm thinking it is. I, I'm thinking you would maybe want to be on comms and really try to be somewhat organized with the people you're playing with, with that. And if you are, I could definitely see the potential. I mean, an extra 30% block mitigation is pretty huge. That's kind of interesting. Probably the least interesting of the, of the three mythics here though. 
So, okay, I think we both said what our favorite was, right? The Stormweavers Cavort. Yeah. That's our sure. favorite one, both. Yeah. All right, we both agree there. What's what about your favorite name for the armor sets? Uh that's gotta be Old Growth Brewer. It's got brew in the name. Old Growth Brewer. Okay. Old Growth okay. Brewer. You put brew in the name. I'm I'm on board. Davis, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 Dave, I have something to tell you. <laughs> uh, I think actually Stormweaver's Cavort is also my favorite name. Oh wow. The, the double. The double up. I just I just like Cavort. I mean, honorable mention Fawn's Lark Cladding. I mean, that's just uh that's just a fun time that's saying just that. Fun one. To say. Yeah, we're just having fun over here. Um Okay, that's uh that's all the armor sets. I think that's mostly uh, what's going on on PTS. Um, you know, aside from that stuff, there's some tweaks to companions. Um, there's a bunch of fixes to existing sets. None of it really seemed like it's going to change much. Uh, a bunch of bug fixes, like always. That's that's basically that's basically what's happening on PTS. <clears throat> I'm guessing next week, week three, we're kind of back to business as usual uh, with the PTS cycle. Probably that's when any number adjustments are going to happen. I'm betting. I'm betting it's probably going to be pretty calm uh, PTS cycle. We were actually kind of predicting that there was going to be a lot happening with this um, this test server, but turns out they kind of wanted to take it chill. They made yeah. a comment in a live stream that they wanted to let the dust settle um, from the last uh, <laughs> it's still a little last dusty. time. Still a little dusty. It is still quite dusty from that one, so I, I get that. Well, we had our first Battlegrounds weekend event. It was a Capture the Relic uh, Capture the Relic only weekend. You know, there were good things and bad things. I mean, Relic isn't the worst possible mode, but the thing about it being a weekend event is everyone kind of prepares for it and builds for it. And, and that's an extremely annoying environment to play in because everyone is mega ultra tanky. Everyone's using a movability potion, so you can't stun anyone. Um, people are just even more difficult to kill than usual. Not to mention that like, if we're in a group queue, we'll wait 20 minutes for a queue, and then there's someone focusing the relic as hard as they possibly can, and the, the match is over in two yeah. minutes. You know, I mean, in, in, in actual two minutes, like you're just yeah. running them down, trying to stop them from getting the relics, but... So, but I mean, it seemed like, you know, a lot of people were enjoying it. It's not our favorite mode, obviously, but, uh, it it was going on. Um, Mara's Balm did get its proper nerf. So it does have that one second cooldown now. I think it's like uh, a 1675 heal whenever it procs. Uh, it does still have that, uh, cleanse all negative effects every 15 seconds. Uh, and then you get a you you get a big burst heal. It's basically like the one second cooldown is temporarily disabled when you get that cleanse, and you cleanse for that sixteen seventy five per effect removed at that time. So um, Uncle Sam and I were actually all three of us were having a conversation last night. Sam seems convinced that this is still a very good set, and um, I can see like the numbers wise, it seems decent, but it just doesn't seem amazing to me. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted now. I was like so convinced, like, oh, this set's no good anymore. But Sam was like kind of like adamant. They're like, oh, it's a good set. You know? I, I think it's just the 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 idea of the set is still there, and it's still kind of a popular idea with the current meta the way that it is. But I don't think the set by numbers-wise is is what I would say is broken anymore. 
Yeah, certainly not broken. To me, it seems comparable to Robes of the Hist, that yep. set. I kind of think of those as being kind of roughly equivalent in their value, which Robes of the Hist is a good defensive set. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think I, I think that's kind of what this, with the nerf, Mars Bomb is kind of a, a Robes of the Hist level tanky set, a maybe a Pariah. I think it's kind of on that level, but I don't think it's going to be something that everybody is going to be wearing anymore. Yeah. And regardless, it's still an incredibly tanky meta. I mean, just like we said, Amaro's Bomb getting nerfed is not going to fix the tanky meta, and it absolutely hasn't. Uh, still a lot of Wardens, uh, still a lot of people that just are hard to kill. And, I mean, even acknowledging that applies to myself. Like, I don't die a lot either. There's just not a lot of people dying or killing anyone. Um, so sometimes that can be fun, sometimes not. You know, I, I like... I like it when people die faster, even if it means that I die more. <laughs> yeah. uh, typically, I'm I'm kind of over this warden dominated meta. I mean, it's wardens everywhere, and it's about to we're about to go even harder in that direction with this update. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of grit our teeth and bear through it. Um, we did a little pre-made action last night. Uh, we were doing you know some some capture the relic action. It was oh, yeah. you and me. Uh. <laughs> Shout out to Maddie and Dr. Professor, or uh, not Dr. Professor, <laughs> shout out to Maddie and uh, Uncle Sam. I was looking at the chat and saw Dr. Professor's <laughs> name. Maddie and Uncle Sam, and, and we were all four teamed up uh, doing some Capture the Relic. Sorry, Dr. P. Shout out to Dr. Professor anyway. Yeah, though, right? he, he can get it. He can get it. <laughs> can't just yeah, tease him with out. the shout out like that and then take <laughs> it away. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, we were doing some pre-mades last night, uh, doing some relic action. So we were on three Sorks. Me, Maddie, and Sam were on these execute Sorks, and then Davis on his brand new werewolf. <laughs> kind of a funny setup. Uh, you were not actually having a great time. I don't it think, was not well thought out on my part to go. You know what? Let me. I got this build idea. I'm going to put together. Let's go in there, and then three execute Sorks. You guys are you know zipping all over the place. You know, yeah. As a werewolf, you 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 get a little bit of a target on your back, and you guys were definitely uh, very mobile. Uh, Werewolves absolutely get focused, and yes, at the first sign of trouble, we're just like zip zip zip. Yep, zip, you guys gone. are gone. Like, also, <laughs> also, a little difficult to get a read on the kills of the build because my three teammates were all execute sorts, so I yeah. uh, the kills were not there. Mm. Um, but you know, it was it was still fun. It was still fun to group up with everybody. Always fun. I will take just the fun of grouping up with everybody over the results any day. So I will still say it was a lot of fun. Uh, and really, after a while, I kind of started getting the hang of playing a werewolf again. Because I really hadn't played the werewolf in, gosh, I don't know. It's been on the shelf for a while. And so kind of had to learn the abilities again and, and change some things up. But, you know, once we started getting the hang of it a little bit, the, I was just kind of starting to look at damage. How was damage comparable to the rest of the people in the map? And uh, you know, I think yeah. you know, it started working. I think, you know, that the damage was there and it was, it was starting to do, so it got better as the night went on for sure. We were going up against a particular team that like we kept going up against this one particular team that was just so good, like players that we know, and they're just yeah. always so super good. Uh, and we did not have an ideal team comp whatsoever. Uh, so it was, it was honestly pretty rough for all of us, but you definitely had it the worst cause you didn't have streak, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and, and you didn't have long range and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I did eventually end up swapping to despair, my, uh, necromancer healer. And that actually changed the situation quite yes. a bit. That actually had a, a pretty big impact on just 
how fun, how much fun. Cause we actually, I'm, I switched to that character and we went up against that team again and it was still like a fight, but it was a much different fight. Yeah. We, we were, from we were getting, in that fight. Yeah. We went from getting steamrolled to when you switched to despair, I would say we won the fight PVP wise. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. And anyway, we, we were at least in the fight and not getting steamrolled because, yeah. and it makes sense. They had a healer. So, you know, we were just like three randos basically that happened to be on comms. So we we decided, all right, let's take this just a little bit seriously. I'm going to grab a healer, uh, and that made all the difference. And then we did a match after that. I guess that team logged off. We didn't see them again, and then it was just like, okay, we're the assholes now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then we became the ones. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it changed uh, a little bit for sure. So that that was fun. Uh, we haven't done like some proper pre-mades in a while. Even getting stomped as a pre-made is it's it's its own kind of fun. You know, if you have the right attitude about it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun for sure. You were in your werewolf. So what's going on with Gift of the Rift or Werewolf? Nightblade Werewolf. Nightblade Werewolf, old Gift of the Rift. Um, little, little, little arrogant. This guy. <laughs> he's, he's very proud of himself. You know, he thinks the world of himself. <laughs> um, but no, I actually I feel pretty good about the build. It's it it's kind of fun in the sense that it the 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 setup that I have on it is nothing spectacular it's kind of just old sets that i feel like have kind of been forgotten a little bit but um you heard me pull one out of my hat earlier and so i actually am running five piece eternal vigor on the werewolf um deep cut oh yeah uh (laughs) and then the other build that i'm running on there is a, a five piece automaton which is a little you know may sound a little bit odd uh, but oh, just a yeah. reminder that I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, but just kind of a reminder. It's just four hundred. It's just a flat four hundred weapon damage to your physical and bleed damage abilities. Oh. But on a werewolf, they do all physical and bleed damage if you morph everything right. They do have one dot they can throw on you that is disease damage, so that's not getting a buff. But you know me, I'm a sucker for if you can get one of those sets that that has a specific buff, and if I can set up my whole bar to be dedicated to those. I'm a sucker for that type of build. Yes, you are <laughs> confirmed. And so, you know, threw that on there and then, you know, uh, I, I, I'm unsure of what the final pieces be. I, I kind of went back and forth of either. I'm going to throw two piece Celine on there just because, uh, if you're familiar with werewolves, they have a ridiculous how that they can do and it just fears everybody in the area. And so it does kind of make it easier to hit with Selene's and it in Selene's is physical damage. And so it's nice to get a, uh, that automaton buff to the Selene damage, or, uh, I don't have a mythic on there. And so I can always do gaze of Sithis and then just a one piece monster set. So going back and forth between those two, um, the max stats on it are still pretty good, even without gaze of Sithis, but doesn't hurt to potentially, stack the tankiness of that gaze of Sithis with the eternal vigor and make the werewolf a little bit tankier. Um, cause honestly, one of the, one of the biggest things that I would say, and this is just my opinion, I I'm just now kind of diving back into a werewolf, but, um, the biggest thing that stands out to me in the key to werewolves is just sustain. They, their tooltips are already just ridiculous and through the roof and they just have ridiculous cost on all of their abilities and if you can get that sustain where it can actually maintain them going through rotations um they just feel very very good um and that's kind of what this setup has has got going for me 
Um, the automaton gives it just enough to hit where it's it's already ridiculous tooltips, but it kind of takes it to the next level. And that eternal vigor sustain um, last night just it just felt amazing. I mean, um, there were certain matches where it was a little difficult, but overall the build felt extremely tanky. And you know when I started comparing like the damage numbers, the damage numbers were there for sure. And oh, so, the damage is totally there. Yeah. Like just like watching watching you in action and watching the health bars, like you can just like, oh damn, that dude, <laughs> that, that wolf hits. That wolf's yeah. got some claws. And I, I mean, and the crazy thing is, a big part of that is just having the sustain to keep maintaining and going through the rotation. Uh, mo- I mean, most of those werewolf abilities have like uh, like a five thousand, you know, four thousand, five thousand cost to them. It's kind of wow. ridiculous. Yeah, it's outrageous. Um, so uh, with that eternal vigor, just kind of throw some numbers out there. Um, with the potion buff all buffed up, the sustain, I actually get up to 2,700 stamina <laughs> recovery. Um, but that's mm. actually kind of an amount where it actually feels good. Like it, it, I was noticing that last night as I was going through. It would, it would kind of drop. I'd burn it all through. But then just taking a second or doing a heavy attack once, I'd get it right back up and could keep going. And so it actually felt really good. And with the automaton, like I said, those werewolves already have crazy tooltips damage-wise. And with that automaton being just enough on top of it, um, kind of the key to the build is just, you know, the regular werewolf spammables, just that howl. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just essentially uh, physical damage. Uh, and then if they're feared, uh, if you attack someone that's feared, they take an additional 25% damage. But with uh, this current setup, uh, that Howl tooltip is a uh, 14,500 tooltip, and that's not including the 25% more they take if they're feared. Um, so great spammable. The heal, uh, it's a 15K heal, um, which is also great. Um, and then kind of the, the key that really I think is leading to the majority of the damage um, is going on that bleed I actually do the Berserker, the Werewolf Berserker Morph. And basically what that one does is that your light attacks apply the bleed. And with that automaton and the setup I have, it's a um, it's a 18K bleed over four seconds that my light attacks Ooh. apply. Ooh, that's, that's really strong. Yeah. And so every light attack, throwing that bleed on there with that, with that howl being, you know, a good amount of damage. Uh, it also has the leap that can ramp your, you know, your weapon damage up, um, as well as, you know, that their, their, their leap pounce ability kind of works as their execute. And that's kind of the nice thing. You know, we were talking last night about one of these days, you're going to make a werewolf. Probably not, but <laughs> one of these days. Um, it's very similar to, it reminds me a lot of, of, you know, when I started playing Oaken Soul builds, it kind of reminded me of Werewolf. And then when I started playing this Werewolf again, it kind of reminds me of the Oaken Soul build. It's kind of, you have this one bar and especially Werewolves, you kind of have all the buffs you need. You kind of have all the abilities you need with this one bar. You know, you've got the execute, you've got a really strong heal, you've got a really strong, uh, dot, um, you got a really good, uh, CC with that, you know, that, uh, fear that fears everybody around you. And it just kind of all feeds off each other. And so overall, you know, you add all those up, you throw those, that, that dot on there with the light attacks and you just have that heavy hitting spammable. Um, and it, it, it throws the damage out there pretty, pretty darn well. And with that 15 K heal and the eternal vigor kicking on that health recovery, when my health actually does get low, um, 
the, the overall build is actually, it's, it's pretty survivable as well. Um, and so I feel pretty good about it. I, you know, last night we did, um, <laughs> we did those BGs, but I actually hopped into some, um, solo BGs today and it was a, a much different story and it was feeling, uh, much, oh, much bet. better. <laughs> totally Those different We story. were in last night. We're like, I mean, like I said, we were, we were up against players that like are some of the best players we know, you know, they're yes. extremely good. That was not a good, like first test of a yeah, build getting at all. Used to the, getting used to the werewolf again. It was, you know, you start out tough. It was all downhill from there. Um, but yeah, yeah, once I'm kind of getting the hang of the build and understanding the rotation a little bit better and what, what abilities and, you know, when and opportunities of what to catch, which ability and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, I feel really good about it. And, uh, it, I think I'm going to, uh, be playing on this build, um, for a while. I, I really want to kind of test it out. Uh, Werewolf is very Davious. Just, <laughs> it's just a very Davious kind of oh, play yeah. style. It, it close and personal jumps. Yeah. Jumps in, get into the mess. You know, last night we were joking around where, uh, I will say that was one of the, he, uh, another negative to testing out the werewolf build um a capture the relic weekend where we are doing nothing but chasing down fights in the match where i kept yeah, you kept losing your I kept werewolf. losing my werewolf because there was no fights we were just running around and couldn't fight anybody to hit and so i was actually losing the werewolf um that made me want to make a werewolf even less what's crazy that is that in a normal happen. bg <laughs> It is so incredibly easy to keep your werewolf, you know, yeah. transformation up, but people are actually fighting. Yeah, there was just there was no fights and people were running and they were chasing relics and it was just not 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 the best test out for the werewolf, but it I do feel good about the build. I think it's going to work really well. Yeah, we had a good time with it too. Um Gift of the Rift, um I uh I've been playing quite a bit with I mean, last night I was playing with the Sork, but really who I've been playing with the most lately is uh, my, my Stamina Nightblade, Catface Johnson. Um, he's using the exact same build that he's been using. It's Wretched Vitality on the body, Griffin's Ferocity front bar with dual maces, uh, Master Bow back bar, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. Super solid build. I'm pretty sure that's locked in. I've kind of been looking at like possible alternatives to Griffin's Ferocity because the the minor expedition that I get from Griffin's Ferocity is kind of redundant because I get minor expedition from Concealed Weapon. Um, but the one from Griffin's does um, go on my back bar. Like it, it'll, it stays active when I flip to my back bar, so that has one advantage. But it's like any any other option I consider, I just, it's there's like some disadvantage that I'm not wanting to give up. So I think I might just end up sticking with Griffin's even though there is that redundancy I just kind of accept it. Do you, you know? And, do you think you're going to test out any of those those new sets that you've been kind of talking about? I might try that first Overland set that gives you like the 13 percent to both crit damage and healing. That yeah. might be one. Yeah. But the thing is, Griffins can easily be ran as a front bar only set. So if I wanted to do that set, I think I'd want to have it active on both bars. But I already mm. have Wretched Vitality on both bars, and gotcha. I don't know if I'd want to give up the Master Bow. Yeah, because so, that's, the, yeah, th it's that's like, the thing with it, that set. If with that critical heal, you're definitely going to want to have that on the back bar. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want to give up Wretched Vitality, and I don't think I want to give up the Master Bow either. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's like anytime I try to consider some other alternative, some other alternative, it's like, well, but what about this and this and this? I guess I'll just stick with Griffins. It's kind of 
what I always come back to. It's a five medium, one light, one heavy. It's mostly divines with a couple of well-fitted pieces. Uh, the jewelry is all swift. I mean, I should just gold this thing out at this point. Just I think. I mean, it out honestly, it's it's. I've I've kind of been all around it so many times. It's like no, this is a this is this is the build. Um, so I can't recommend it highly enough. It's still performing extremely well. Like in this tanky meta, this is honestly probably. Well, I have that Sork now, so that that's do. I was about to say this is probably my best performing character. That Sork is probably my best performing character, but man, this dude is not doing bad at all. Crit damage seems to kind of be the way to go too. Like I find like a lot of these really tanky people, if I get a good crit on them, uh, they actually can die sometimes. Um, <laughs> Every now and then, someone does die. Once in a great while, someone <laughs> dies. Um. But Nightblade's stand blades are just so well. This is more of a hybrid blade, uh, but they're so fun, man. I, I I know I've just been saying that for a few episodes now, but y- you gotta make a Nightblade. It's just like I think it's the best time ever to be playing a Nightblade. Like slap wretched vitality on and just have a ball. Like <laughs> no, nothing can stop you. It's so it's so so fun. Um. I think I probably will make a build video for this dude at some point. I feel like I've been saying that for a while, but it's like this one's a tough one because it's a it's a build that I feel really strongly about is really really good, but it's also tough because I think Nightblades in particular it's tough to make videos for because there's so many like Nightblade mains out there that just get like 10 gazillion kills in their videos. <laughs> And so like making a Nightblade video in particular, I feel like is challenging, but I should just do it. Cause I, I just really like this build and this character a lot. Yeah. Make it happen. All right. I will. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's cat face. Nothing's really changed with him. Just still awesome. Um, I've also been playing a little bit with my Magicka Dragon Knight, Misato Katsuragi kind of updated her build to kind of my, um, my new sort of standard kind of setup. So it is uh burning spell weave as a front bar set with a flame staff, uh wretched vitality back bar with a resto staff, uh gaze of Sithis mythic helm and three willpower uh, on the jewelry. It's five light, one medium, one heavy. Uh, again, it's mostly divines. I think I have maybe two or three well-fitted pieces, uh, but I think I'm probably going to end up going all divines in the end. Um, I was doing three infused on the jewelry, but of course, you know, I switched to swift. Um, (laughs) The, the extra damage from infused was nice, but there was just too many times. Like this is a pretty squishy build and there was just too many times I was dying. And it's because I, I didn't have the speed that I'm used to having to be able to reposition and kind of stay a step ahead of people. Um, So I switched to the three swift. Uh, It's really not that much of a damage loss and my survivability is way, way better. That's just, that's just how I have to play. That's just, it's what I like. It's, it's what works well for me. That's just what I, what I got to do. It's been really fun. It's a really basic gear setup, but it's, it's also very, very powerful, which is exactly what I like. Um, I had kind of a challenge coming up with uh, a good bar setup that I really like because Dragonites just have so many really, really good abilities. And it's like, no matter what I do, I feel like I'm leaving something crucial out, you know, and I try to move things around to get that in. But now I have some other crucial thing that I, that I don't have in here. So I was kind of going round and round in circles. I finally kind of asked myself, all right, what are the abilities that are the most fun to use, right? Like what, what makes a dragon knight fun? 
And to me, like it's that old school, like I'm just crowd controlling everyone and just being a general problem and, and, and a nightmare to everyone is kind of what I want to do. <laughs> um, so in my mind, it's all about those talons and fossilized. Those are maybe my two favorite abilities of a dragon knights to use is talons and fo- fossilized. Absolutely. You got to have the whip. Uh, so I have, uh, I have the flame lash whip. Um, and then flames of oblivion. I, I like that because it's a little bit of extra, uh, burst damage and it gives me that crit buff on the front bar. Um, here's one real challenging thing though. Like, so dragon knights have that mountains blessing passive, right? That, uh, gives you extra, gives you 10% extra weapon damage. So for that reason, even Magicka Dragon Knights need to stack weapon damage um, because of hybridization and everything. You know, that's like, that's 10% extra damage that you have that way. Um, the problem is I've always used spell power potions to get my main power buff for a Dragon Knight. Um, but you can't, you can't, I can't just switch to weapon power potions because there's no way to get a weapon power potion that gives you uh, Magicka. You know, my, my major yeah. magic recovery buff. Um, so that's not an option. So I basically just have to get my damage and my crit buffs from abilities that takes up bar space as well. So that kind of complicates making these, uh, this, these bar space decisions. Um, but it's, it's also kind of nice cause I don't mind using tri-stat potions, which is kind of what I have to do. So that's, that's a good thing from that. Um, but basically I just kind of, as a result of, of having limited bar space and just kind of being adamant that I, I want to use these abilities that are fun to use. What I'm getting at is it's a build that really doesn't get a ton of kills. It's kind of like the, the dragon knight in battlegrounds that has like all the assists, really good damage, but like absolutely zero kills. Um, but I'm kind of taking the Davius approach with it, honestly, is what <laughs> I'm doing. I'm like, I'm getting up in there. I'm getting like up close and personal right up in the middle of the brawl just tossing out all the CC, all this AOE damage, and just generally trying to be a problem uh, for the enemy team. Uh, and kind of thinking of it as this, like, like a support brawler, right? The like I'm up in there. support brawler build. It's, it's so much fun. I'm the meat tenderizer, okay? I'm go. getting in there. I'm <laughs> softening them up. Uh, and then you guys finish them off, all right? And I got, a, right. I got a few heals I can throw out there as well so I can support the team in that way. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I've been thinking of it. I'm, I'm leading the charge. I'm getting in there. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm getting them worked down for you a little bit and, and just kind of doing what I can do. Um, and I think playing a dragon knight that way on a, on a team, like on a battlegrounds team is pretty fun. It's pretty fun to do. And actually my damage numbers at the end are comparable to everyone else's, you know, she gets like, you know, a million damage or so in a really good match. Um, so I feel like I am like impactful i am having an effect on the outcome of the game even though it might maybe it's kind of hard to see that on the scoreboard at the end uh, but still it's fun i think it's i think it's a really fun way to play dragon knight yeah i'm 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 pumped that you've got the mag dk back out i haven't i haven't grouped up with you yet but i'm excited to to group up and maybe do it's a, very different from what she used to be she used to almost be a ganker she had so much damage yeah uh, back during the proc meta, but it's a d- very different kind of Misato these days, but I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I'm telling people, you got to get that uh, support brawler build. It's it's a lot of yeah. fun. You pair up with some people. It's, it's, it's a more, honestly, I feel like it's more of a, it's more a mind, more of a mindset or more of a, like a, an approach than it is a build, you know, like it doesn't necessarily, 
rely on any particular kind of build. It's just like, well, if you have a brawly kind of character in a battleground, try to play them this way. And it, it's pretty fun. You know, like you don't really, you're not necessarily, I mean, get sure. Get kills when you can. Absolutely. But that's not necessarily yeah. your goal. You know, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're, you want to be Scotty Pippen, you know, you're giving that's them right. the alley-oop. You want your teammates right. to be Michael Jordan. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that. I, I've literally gotten to the point where, um, especially on like Lord of Nords, you know, my Stam DK, I really just aim to get their health bars to a certain point, And then I kind of back off at that point. Like I almost hit kind of pull off and, and know, okay, especially if I'm running, you know, with you or uncle Sam on those really high damage execute builds, I kind of already know I've learned, I've played with y'all. I've learned, okay, I can get them down to a certain point and I can turn away and like, that's going to be handled. And so I just kind of aim to get a, the health bar at a certain point and then kind of just move on to the next character. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you know, it's really, it's not like I don't have any damage. Like, I mean, um, the talons actually are a really strong dot. It only lasts for four seconds, but it's like, I think it's 8,000 damage over four seconds. Not a bad dot at no, all, especially at all. considering dots, how weak dots in general are right now. Um, flames of oblivion every five seconds it's giving me a little extra dash of burst that's really good uh, flame lash does really really good damage and when it procs you can do like five or six of those things in a row uh, leap really awesome ultimate um, yep. like so it's not like I don't have any damage it's just kind of like I don't I don't quite have the finishing power is really what it is yeah. uh, but that's okay like you just kind of you know you have this sort of support brawler approach and you can kind of measure your success in a different way yeah, Maddie says DK is to add pressure. Exactly. Like oh, yeah. I'm I'm adding the pressure. You guys be spamming those executes and we're gonna get through this thing. So I'll probably be spending some more time on the DK uh as uh, as we go forward. Probably probably gonna be sticking on the DK and the Nightblade. That that's feeling pretty good for me. We might have to set up a, a double DK group there. That could be fun. Oh, uh, let's do it. Hey, <laughs> let's do a let's do a quad DK. Hey, gummy bear, welcome in. I didn't I didn't see you come in, but uh, glad glad you can make it. Um, I'm also kind of chewing on that warden, that stam warden with that new um, what was that yeah. set called? That's the uh, da, 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 da. I'm scrolling back up. Phoenix moth. Phoenix Thayers. Moth. Yeah, Thayers. How could we forget Thayers? Thayers. But uh, support Stamden. That's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I, it really just occurred to me like this week, like, you know, now is the time for that build. And I can't believe I haven't put it together yeah. yet. I love, I love that build. It's the, it's the stamina heal support build. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Stamina support, right. but, but still I, I do want to have some firepower, oh, yeah. but very much focused. You still support. got sub assault, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's still there. That's, all, that's all you got to throw on there. I mean, the, like the little bit I have toyed around with him, he was a bow front bar, dual wield back bar. Uh, his back bar is just his healing bar. Uh, and then he just has some ranged kind of offense stuff on the front bar. But that's been so long ago. Who knows what it'll end up being. But I think I might end up toying around with that a little bit. Maddie wants a warden build. I'll let you know how it works out, Maddie. If it works out well. I might, I might pass it on to you. Gummy Bear says wardens are the bane of his existence in BG. You and me, but everybody, everybody, everybody yeah. brother. <laughs> all of us, except for Bear Claw. Don't don't be bashing old old Bear Claw, the the Stamden. He's he's a different he's a different style. 
<laughs> That's true. The bear claw <laughs> is a, a different a different breed of warden. He's not oh, the yeah. kind that's is gr- giving you grief. Well, he is giving you grief of a different kind. <laughs> it's actually. a different, totally different. Um, but yeah, that's a great point, though. Actually, maybe I probably shouldn't make a warden build right now because they <laughs> are so hot. I just don't want to add to the problem. Um. Okay, I think I think that's just about it. Uh, so emails and shout-outs. We didn't get any emails this week, but if you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you have any questions, any suggestions for the show. Say hello. Tell us a joke. Request a shout-out. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, speaking of shout-outs, we have some today. First of all, shout-out to the chat. Uh, well, we got Dr. Professor Grizzly Khan, Gummy yeah, Bear, Maddie, uh, Crimson was here earlier. Thank you all so much for coming. Uh, very glad to have you. Also, shout-out to uh, Maddie, a.k.a. Anonymous Can- Can- Canadian. Anonymous Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say it right. <laughs> um, new member of the Students Goon. She didn't even know it. He was like, wait, you guys do a podcast? Well, why am I in this server? What's going on? <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Gummy Bear, also a new goon. He found out about the show, what, like two weeks ago? And he's already listened to Power on through the almost episodes. every episode. He like, I think like three days. He's like, I'm on episode 50, guys. I'm catching up. And this dude was like throwing out the deep cuts. He knows like names of characters and builds and He's on episode 52. 52 like, now. Been, go- been going since Friday, I think he said. <laughs> uh, um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so we've been having fun in the Discord. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Gummy Bear. Good to have you. Um, and yeah, just thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we do have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons. Best named guild on the server. Prove us wrong. If you'd like to join Stoons Goons, send us an email at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll send you an invite. If your guild roster is full, no big deal. Uh, we can get you in the discord. And as far as I'm concerned, everyone in the discord is a fully fledged goon. Uh, uh, so, so scroll in podcast at gmail.com and we will get you in there. Davius, what else? That was a good one. I liked that. That was, that was, that was one of the better students plugs right there. That was a good students plug. That was a good one. No well, you know, that was nice. That was nice. The goons have been doing well lately, you know. So we got a little more, a little more pep on our step today. Oh yeah, there <laughs> we go. We got some new members, you know. We got to, we got a couple new members, so I got yeah, a little enthusiasm. The ranks for the are just exploding. I mean, the guild house traffic is quadrupled well, over the last to, uh, <laughs> twenty. <laughs> Well, you can't count by the in-game guild, okay? You got to count by the Discord, which is actually, it's actually a pretty decent little roster there. There you go. Anyway, I guess that is the end of the show. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll catch you next time.